The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. In the Northern Hemisphere, just a couple of days until autumn begins. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. Tuesday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the Memorial of Saints Andrew Kim Taigan and Paul Chong Hasang and their companions, the Korean martyrs who died between 1839 and 1867. Andrew Kim Taigan was the first native Korean priest the son of Christian converts. After his baptism, he traveled 1,300 miles to seminary in China. After six years, he managed to return to his country through Manchuria. That same year, he crossed the Yellow Sea to Shanghai and was ordained a priest. He was assigned to arrange for more missionaries, but he was arrested, tortured, and finally beheaded at the Han River near Seoul. Paul Chong Hasong, a lay apostle and married man, also died in 1839 at age 45. Pope John Paul II canonized 100 Koreans and three French missionaries who had been martyred between 1839 and 1867 when he visited Korea in 1984. Korean martyrs, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, in union with that divine intention with which you offered to God your praises on earth through your most sacred heart, and now offer them in the sacrament of the Eucharist everywhere, even to the end of time, I most gladly offer you throughout this entire day all my thoughts and intentions, all my affections and desires, all my words and deeds, in imitation of the most holy heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary Immaculate. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that the death penalty, which attacks the dignity of the human person, may be legally abolished in every country. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins, in grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's a well-known saying, truth will out. It normally means that whatever you try to hide will come out. It's typically used when somebody's been trying to keep something hidden perhaps some scandal, some bad practice, and it comes to light. It's revealed. This can be understood positively or negatively. Positively, it means the power of truth. Truth will out in the sense that bad things come to light. But truth will out also in the sense that good things come to light. And indeed, we see our Lord speaking of this idea in both senses. So, for example, in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus tells us, nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden 
that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. Here, our Lord had just been talking about the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. As if you're telling us, Jesus, be careful. All those nasty things you've said in the dark will be revealed. That hidden gossip will come to light. That backstabbing when the person leaves the room. Those secret machinations, that scheming, that plotting. Even though you smiled at the person in public. Here, Jesus, you're warning us. All this will come to light. But in today's Gospel, our Lord speaks of the same idea, the power of truth, but in a more positive sense. Jesus, we hear you saying, No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a vessel, or puts it under a bed, but puts it on the stand, that those who enter might see the light. For nothing is hid that shall not be made manifest, nor anything secret that shall not be known and come to light. Of course, we don't light a lamp to hide it under a bed or to put a cover over it. We light lamp for it to give light. And here, Jesus, you're telling us that the hidden good will come to light too. Just as the hidden bad will come to light and will be revealed, so will the hidden good. God sees everything and God will celebrate it all. What a wonderful thought, Lord God, that you will celebrate all the good we do. You see it all. And you will praise us for it. You will reward us for it. It will all be rewarded. And so we read also in the Gospel of Matthew. And whoever gives to one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. Jesus, Lord God, you see all the good we do and you'll reward us for everything. Isn't it beautiful to think that God is light? That is the domain of God. That is the terrain of God. Whereas the devil operates in the darkness. He's a night creature. His terrain is the dark. Our Lord warns us against the deeds of darkness. Indeed, how much evil is done in the dark? Just think about it. All the, I don't think we need to go into too many details, but crimes, immorality, so much of it is done in the dark. But God's works are done in the light and good deeds are done in the light. We're happy for them to come to light. Now we don't do things to show off. Indeed, Jesus criticises the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. For example, the people who give alms in public. And Lord, you told us that anyone who does it will, will have already had his reward. We won't be rewarded by you, Jesus. We'll have got our pathetic, paltry reward from men. And so Jesus, you told us, when you give alms, your left hand should not know what your right hand is doing. What a wonderful, what a beautiful, what a graphic way of putting it. In other words, don't even show off to yourself. And yet, truth will out and good will out. At least at the final judgment. Lord God, how I thank you for that. How I thank you for your justice, which will be revealed at the final judgment. Your sense of truth. What a wonderful thing the final judgment will be when all humanity, everybody who's ever lived, will appear before the judgment seat of God to be rewarded or punished, as the case will be. The the hidden evil of the wicked will come out. Maybe there was somebody, probably a lot of people, who did evil and tricked the world to make them think they are good. And they go down in history as goodies, where in fact they were baddies. 
we had a rather sad case here in the UK of a TV personality, very well known in his time, who seemed to be so good. Alas, he was Catholic. He even helped people go to Lourdes. But after his death, all sorts of bad things came to light, abusive actions. Now, in his case, it came out in time, during history. But other things will only come out at the end of time, at the end of history. Or a contrary example, were other people who were good, who were very good, but were slandered, perhaps by some regime's propaganda system, who were painted as bad. And in fact, they were good. Maybe they stood up for the truth and were squashed by the regime for doing so, who then lied about them. Well, it will all come to light. Nothing is hidden from God. He will reveal it all. Therefore, my friend, be very truthful. Live in the truth. Always be honest. And one of the reasons I talk about this, well, partly the gospel, today's gospel, but also because of today's feast, a beautiful feast, the Martyrs of Korea. There's about 10,000 of them that we know anything about, but only 103 have been canonized. So therefore, roughly about 9,900 are not very well known, but God knows them. The value of hidden holiness, the value of hidden martyrdom. For centuries, Korea was closed to all foreign influence. They'd cut themselves off and all contact with foreigners was forbidden. No missionaries could get there. However, a number of laymen wanted to find out about the outside world. There was this annual embassy to Peking. And some books about Christianity fell into their hands and they were converted by the grace of God. Now, because of all the secrecy involved, it's very difficult to know exactly about the, the beginnings of Christianity in Korea. It seemed to have started in the early 17th century. But the first known baptism is of a man called Ni Seong Hun, apologies to any Koreans for my bad Korean, who was baptised under the name of Peter, when he visited Peking, or Beijing as it's now called, in 1784. The first known martyrs are Paul Yun and James Quen, who died in 1791 when they refused to offer sacrifice on the death of their relatives, a sort of ancestor worship. Over the next century, some 10,000 Korean Christians were executed with great cruelty and many others perished. Again, unknown to more than 10,000 whom we don't know about. The church in this period had no priests and Christianity was largely a lay phenomenon. Anyway, more and more martyrs. Eventually some priests managed to get there, but most of them were quickly martyred. A wonderful story of heroism and bravery. And I think it tells us a lot about the hidden heroism of everyday life. Hidden holiness, hidden martyrdom. Maybe someone who loses his or her job in order to be faithful to their conscience because I can't do this. I can't say yes to this. The great novelist J.R.R. Tolkien is very well known, but perhaps his mother's not so well known. Well, she suffered a lot for becoming a Catholic. Already her husband had died and that had reduced her to relative poverty in Birmingham. But then when she became a Catholic, she was cut off by some of her relatives, which made her even poorer. Tolkien described her as a martyr. So it's worth it. It's worth it to seek out that hidden holiness. Not glory for men. Indeed, we must shun, even dodge human glory as much as we can. But we're always aiming at the glory of heaven. And there the good Lord, in his justice, will reward us for all the good we've done. Our reward will be great and nothing will go unrewarded. Let's be like the Blessed Virgin Mary. We don't seek to proclaim our own deeds, but as she did when she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, she proclaimed joyfully the great deeds of God. I give you thanks, my God, 
for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the memorial of the Korean martyrs, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn, as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies regard him with contempt. He thinks, Never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds, the innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on the watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart, God forgets, he hides his face, he does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just, he will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart, he will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak one to another, with lying lips, with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength, 
Our lips are our own. Who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The The words of the Lord are true, like like silver from the furnace. Our spirits yearn for the Lord. He is is our our help and our protector. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, when the house of Israel lived in their land, they defiled it by their conduct and deeds. In my sight, their conduct was like the defilement of a monstrous woman. Therefore I poured out my fury upon them because of the blood which they poured out on the ground, because they defiled it with idols. I scattered them among the nations, dispersing them over foreign lands. According to their conduct and deeds, I judged them. But when they came among the nations, wherever they came, They served to profane my holy name, because it was said of them, These are the people of the Lord, yet they had to leave their land. So I have relented, because of my holy name, which the house of Israel profaned among the nations where they came. Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus the Lord, thus says the Lord God, Not for your sakes do I act, house of Israel, but for the sake of my holy name, which you profaned among the nations to which you came. I will prove the holiness of my great name, profaned among the nations, in whose midst you have profaned it. Thus the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when in their sight I prove my holiness. Through you. For I will take you away from among the nations, gather you from all the foreign lands, and bring you back to your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you to cleanse you from all your impurities, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. I will give you a new heart and place a new spirit within you taking from your bodies your stony hearts and giving you natural hearts. I will put my spirit within you and make you live by my statutes, careful to observe my decrees. You shall live in the land I gave your fathers. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. I will save you from all your impurities. I will 
Order the grain to be abundant, and I will not send famine against you. I will increase the fruit on your trees and the crops in your fields. Thus you shall no longer bear among the nations the reproach of famine. Then you shall remember your evil conduct, and that your deeds were not good. You shall loathe yourselves for your sins and your abominations. Not for your sakes do I act, says the Lord God. Let this be known to you. Be ashamed and abashed because of your conduct, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, When I purify you from all your crimes, I will repeople the cities, and the ruins shall be rebuilt. The desolate land shall be tilled, which was formerly a wasteland exposed to the gaze of every passerby. This desolate land has been made into a garden of Eden, they shall say. The cities that were in ruins laid waste and destroyed are now repeopled and fortified. Thus the neighboring nations that remain shall know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt what was destroyed and replanted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have promised, and I will do it. The Word of the Lord. I will take away the heart of stone from their bodies and give them a heart of flesh so that they may walk in my ways and they shall be my people and I shall be their God. I will give them a new heart and put a new spirit within them so that they may walk in my ways and they shall be my people and I shall be their God. A reading from the final exhortation of Andrew Kim Tigan, Priest and Martyr. My brothers and sisters, my dearest friends, think again and again on this. God has ruled over all things in heaven and on earth from the beginning of time. Then reflect on why and for what purpose he chose each one of us to be created in his own image and likeness. In this world of perils and hardship, if we did not recognize the Lord as our Creator, there would be no benefit either in being born or in our continued existence. We have come into this world by God's grace. By that same grace we have received baptism, entrance into the church, and the honor of being called Christians. Yet what good will this do us, if we are Christians in name alone and not in fact? We would have come into the world for nothing. We would have entered the church for nothing, and we would have betrayed even God and His grace. It would have been better never to have been born than to receive the grace of God and then to sin against Him. Look at the farmer who cultivates his rice fields. In season he plows, then fertilizes the earth. Never counting the cost, he labors under the sun to nurture the seed he has planted. When harvest time comes and the rice crop is abundant, forgetting his labor and sweat, he rejoices with an exultant heart. But if the crop is sparse and there is nothing but straw and husks, the farmer broods over his toil and sweat and turns his back on that field with a disgust that is all the greater the harder he has toiled. The Lord is like a farmer and we are the field of rice that he fertilizes with his grace and by the mystery of the Incarnation, and the redemption irrigates with his blood in order that we will grow and reach maturity. 
when harvest time comes, the day of judgment, those who have grown to maturity in the grace of God will find the joy of adopted children in the kingdom of heaven. Those who have not grown to maturity will become God's enemies, and even though they were once his children, they will be punished according to their deeds for all eternity. Dearest brothers and sisters, when he was in the world, the Lord Jesus bore countless sorrows, and by his own passion and death founded his church. Now he gives it increase through the sufferings of his faithful. No matter how fiercely the powers of this world oppress and oppose the church, they will never bring it down. Ever since his ascension and from the time of the apostles to the present, the Lord Jesus has made his church grow even in the midst of tribulation. For the last fifty or sixty years, ever since the coming of the church to our own land of Korea, the faithful have suffered persecution over and over again. Persecution still rages, and as a result many who are friends in the household of faith, myself among them, have been thrown into prison and like you are experiencing severe distress. Because we have become the one body, should not our hearts be grieved for the members who are suffering? Because of the human ties that bind us, should we not feel deeply the pain of our separation? But as the scriptures say, God numbers the very hairs of our head, and in his all-embracing providence he has care over us all. Persecution, therefore, can only be regarded as the command of the Lord, or as a prize he gives, or as a punishment he permits. Hold fast, then, to the will of God, and with all your heart fight the good fight under the leadership of Jesus. Conquer again the diabolical power of this world that Christ has already vanquished. I beg you not to fail in your love for one another, but to support one another and to stand fast until the Lord mercifully delivers us from our trials. There are twenty of us in this place, and by God's grace we are so far all well. If any of us is executed, I ask you not to forget our families. I have many things to say, yet how can pen and paper capture what I feel? I end this letter. As we are all near the final ordeal, I urge you to remain steadfast in faith so that at last we will all reach heaven and there rejoice together. I embrace you all in love. These are the martyrs who bore witness to Christ. Praising the Lord, they feared no evil. The blood, the blood of, the of the martyrs, martyrs is, is the, the seed of, of Christians. Christians. They are as unknown, yet well known, as dying, yet living still, as having nothing, yet possessing all things. The, the blood, blood of, of the, the martyrs is the seed of Christians. Christians. Let us pray. O God, who have been pleased to increase your adopted children in all the world, and who made the blood of the martyr St. Andrew Kim Taogon and his companions a most fruitful seed of Christians, grant that we may be defended by their help and profit always from their example. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-three minutes before the hour, we've got today's gospel coming up in just a few minutes. 
along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of the Korean Martyrs, Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord's Mother and his kinfolk are looking for him. It's from the eighth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Then his mother and his brethren came to him, but they could not reach him for the crowd. Your mother and your brethren are standing outside desiring to see you. My mother and my brethren are those who hear the word of God and do it. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, time and again, the Blessed Virgin Mary teaches us the value of silence. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Certainly, the Annunciation is the culminating moment of Mary's faith in her awaiting of Christ, but it also is the point of departure from which her whole journey towards God begins, her whole pilgrimage of faith. Mary's faith was growing from fullness to fullness, since Our Lady did not understand everything at once in its entirety. We may imagine that with the passing of time she came to smile at the memory of her dialogue with the angel Gabriel at the Annunciation or her plaintive words upon discovering the young Jesus at the temple, though he was only doing his father's business. She could see how God was revealing her vocation in a progressive manner. Silence is an indispensable condition for keeping things and pondering them in one's heart. Profundity of thought can develop only in a climate of silence. Too much chatter exhausts our inner strength. It dissipates everything of any value in our heart, which becomes like a bottle of perfume left open for a long time. Only water remains, with a slight touch of its former fragrance. The Virgin kept a discreet silence during the three years of her son's public life. She was not unduly affected by his departure from home the enthusiasm of the crowds, or the sensational reports of his miracles. Then again, Mary certainly did miss the company of Jesus. It seems most likely, though, that she did not travel with her son about Palestine. The evangelists do take note of the generous women who accompanied the Master and his disciples, but they say nothing of Mary in this regard. Whenever it was possible, of course, Mary would go to see her son, to listen to him, to speak to him. The Gospel of today's Mass tells us of one of these encounters. Then his mother and his brethren came to him, but they could not reach him for the crowd. Someone then got the message to Jesus that his mother wanted to see him. According to the account given by St. Matthew, Jesus replied in this manner. Stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brethren. St. Mark relates that Jesus reacted to the news by asking, who are my mother and my brethren? And looking around on those who sat about him, he said, Here are my mother and my brethren. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. 
The Virgin was not upset by this answer. She knew that this was, in fact, the greatest praise that Jesus could give of her. Because of her life of faith and prayer, Mary understood that Jesus was praising her exemplary life insofar as no one has ever been more united to Jesus than his mother Mary. The Second Vatican Council teaches us, in the course of her son's preaching, she received the words whereby, in extolling a kingdom beyond the concerns and ties of flesh and blood, he declared blessed those who heard and kept the word of God as she was faithfully doing. Jesus loves Mary more because of the ties of grace rather than those of nature. Mary kept silent on that occasion also and did not try to explain to anyone that the words of the Master referred especially to herself. Afterwards, maybe a few minutes later, Mary was in the company of her beloved son. Perhaps she took the opportunity to thank him for his extraordinary compliment. Jesus approaches us in many different ways. If we are to properly understand his message, we must be souls of prayer. Like any artist or man of letters, the Christian must know how to temper his impatience and anxiety to the slow plotting of time. He learns the lesson, perhaps with some pain, that every seed needs time to germinate in the earth, take root, and break forth from the soil. A person may find this process extremely dull and taxing. That is no matter, for it is essential to a plant's growth. As the ancients were wont to say, a tree will spread out its limbs in accordance with the depths of its roots. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 14 minutes before the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We pray once again with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies. He is the King of glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. 
Amen. King of glory, Lord of power and might, cleanse our hearts from all sin, preserve the innocence of our hands, and keep our minds from vanity, so that we may deserve your blessing in your holy place. The man man whose deeds are blameless and and his heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Blessed be God who lives forever because his kingdom lasts for all ages. For he scourges and then has mercy. He casts down to the depths of the nether world and he brings up from the great abyss. No one can escape his hand. Praise him, you Israelites, before the Gentiles. For though he has scattered you among them, he has shown you his greatness even there. Exalt him before every living being, because he is the Lord our God, our Father and God forever. He scourged you for your iniquities, but will again have mercy on you all. He will gather you from all the Gentiles among whom you have been scattered. When you turn back to him with all your heart to do what is right before him, then he will turn back to you and no longer hide his face from you. So now consider what he has done for you and praise him with full voice. Bless the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of all the ages. In the land of my exile, I praise him and show his power and majesty to a sinful nation. Turn back, you sinners, do the right, do the right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you and show you mercy. As for me, I exalt my God, and my spirit rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all men speak of his majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Praise Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-string lute, sing him songs. Oh, sing him a song that is new. Play loudly. Play with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. By his word the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean. He stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord. All who live in the world revere him. He spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, it sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. His own designs shall stand forever, the plans of his heart from age to age. 
They are happy whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth, he sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers of the earth. He who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love to rescue their souls from death to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In him do our hearts find joy. We trust in his holy name. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Nourish your people, Lord, for we hunger for your word. Rescue us from the death of sin, and fill us with your mercy, that we may share your presence and the joys of all the saints. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. A reading from Second Corinthians. Praised be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all consolation. He comforts us in all our afflictions, and thus enables us to comfort those who are in trouble with the same consolation we have received from Him. As we have shared much in the suffering of Christ, so through Christ do we share abundantly in His consolation. The Word of the Lord. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. God Himself is their reward. They live with Him forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. Blessed are those who suffer persecution for the sake of justice. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed are those who suffer persecution for the sake of justice. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Our Savior's faithfulness is mirrored in the fidelity of his witnesses who shed their blood for the word of God. Let us praise him in remembrance of them. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your your blood. Your martyrs freely embraced death in bearing witness to the faith. Give us the true freedom of the Spirit, O Lord. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your blood. Your martyrs professed their faith by shedding their blood. Give us a faith, O Lord, that is constant and pure. You You redeemed redeemed us us by by your blood. Your martyrs followed in your footsteps by carrying the cross. Help us to endure courageously the misfortunes of life. You You redeemed redeemed us us by by your blood. Your martyrs washed their garments in the blood of the Lamb. Help us to avoid the weaknesses of the flesh and worldly allurements. You You redeemed redeemed us us by by your blood. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who have been pleased to increase your adopted children in all the world, and who made the blood of the martyr St. Andrew Kim Taogon and his companions a most fruitful seed of Christians, grant that we may be defended by their help and profit always from their example. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Time to get up off your knees and get Tuesday rolling. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I hope that we can get together again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.